0: what's up what's happening welcome to episode 16 of the yankshaft f1 podcast a group of american dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast joining me as always from an undisclosed location in the midwest we've got ian hello and from the nation's capital we've got the powerful johnny gomes ladies and gentlemen we are here to break down the chaos that was at the hungaro ring in hungary this week and all the impacts ian what you got
1: oh man what a start to a race oh that was just gets my blood flowing thinking about it. Of the when that all of a sudden they were about to start and out of nowhere came rain. I Man, I don't know about you guys, but I was firing off texts to every everyone I knew that was like, "Yo, tune into this right now. Something's about to go down in the first turn." And sure enough, there it was. I almost had my prediction right. I just oh, yeah. got we're the wrong drivers involved, but I knew there was a crash coming in that
0: first turn. I've been, I don't, I don't believe it until water hits the track and the race is on, you know, we've been teased so many times, but the rain's coming. I didn't know what to believe. We finally got the rain. We finally got the chaos. And speaking of chaos, the driver's standings, the constructor's standings, everything is in absolute chaos, breaking all that down and giving you a little preview from, or a preview of uh, the next race in the second half of the season, all that coming up and more episode 16. guys where else to start last week we last episode rather we started at uh cop's corner at silverstone where all the action all the drama happened this week we are starting at turn one from the hungaro ring where it was absolute chaos uh the rain comes everyone's on intermediate intermediate tires valtteri bottas um i guess sees a Hot woman in the crowd uh, just stops paying attention for a while, forgets to break. Starts breaking at like the hundred meter sign uh, for corner one um, on a wet track on uh, cold tires. Promptly slams into the back of Lando Norris who uh, pinballs off. And then Valtteri Bottas uh, bounces off into uh, Sergio Perez. Lando Norris bounced off into Max Verstappen significantly damaging his car. And then uh, Bottas decided to finish the job on Perez himself. We will get into the other drama, uh, cough, Lance Stroll, cough, later. But let's focus on this one for now. Guys, w- this wasn't intentional, right? But it kind of feels like it, it could have been.
2: I mean, it's the second straight week in a row now that we've seen <laughs> a Mercedes car take out two Red Bulls <laughs> right at the beginning of the race. And subsequently, perhaps even coincidentally, uh, Mercedes has made up substantial ground in the standings because of it. So, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't want to, you know, put my tinfoil hat on and get too crazy with it. But
0: what a race for conspiracy theorists this was. I got to point it out. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Valtteri Bottas
1: necessarily likes Mercedes or Lewis Hamilton enough to sacrifice his own race, his own car, and his own safety. So if you're thinking that's why he did it, I, I, I'm i not ready to full bore conspiracy theory yet, but I would like to know what was going through his mind about why he was breaking so late on a wet track when everybody else was clearly stopping in front of him already. Cause he, like you said, Curtis, he broke way later than everybody else. And it was not, I mean, there was no chance that Norris could do anything or, and it was Absolutely just a not. chain reaction yeah. and just conveniently taking out two Red Bulls.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if Mercedes had to even tell him anything, just putting Valtteri Bottas on a wet track at this point is almost, they knew what was going to happen. Like that was Mercedes's long play conspiracy theory was, Hey, if we just let Bottas drive in the wet, he's probably going to, as long as Lewis Hamilton's ahead of everyone, he's going to take everyone else out by the time they get to the first corner, even if he's starting second, like he is so bad in the wet every single time so I'm sure they just told him, go out there and be aggressive, Valtteri. And that was enough to know that he was going to take out both Red Bulls.
2: Certainly aggressive. And and on w- one hand, I got to commend him for it because uh, he gave us perhaps the weirdest start to a Formula One race in history, which uh, was pretty awesome. We basically got a reverse grid start out there for the first few laps. There's, if there's one person, too, outside of Lewis Hamilton that
1: owes Valtteri Bottas so a fruit basket or – you know, whatever the drivers send each other, Esteban Ocon's got to be like, "Hey, Valter, <laughs> that was a uh, his his good first you, gift bud.
0: basket is going to Fernando Alonso, and the second one is going to Valteri Bottas." Yeah,
1: his. first good good point because yeah, like, I think I on the broadcast it was like you know Moses and the Red Sea just parted because the the onboard view of Ocon was just like cars in front of him and then just
0: whoop, and I I think it was it Stroll Stroll almost hit Ocon. Yeah. And he swerved out of the way and then ended up taking out uh, poor Charles Leclerc and Daniel Ricardo, but stroll almost took out Ocon. And it's just the, like, those are the margins in formula one. You can be that close to having your race ended. And then he ends up getting, getting a win out of the whole thing. So it was just yeah. absolute chaos there. And then the restart, we got to talk about that. Um, after the red flag where everyone switches to slick tires, except for Lewis Hamilton He is the only one on the grid as the lights go out. Massey, the FIA director, said that if Hamilton had gone to pit for different tires too, they still would have had the lights go out on on the track with absolutely nobody there. But I feel like we're going to see a picture of that like 20 years from now of just one car with the lights going out on the grid and be like, what the hell happened? Oh, it's it's the
1: ultimate like Formula One out of context. Like what are these guys doing? There's definitely going to be some...
2: Some clickbaity YouTube video oh, for <laughs> in sure. like 10 years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And even, and even like uh, kind of back to your point, I don't want us quite go over it just yet, but um, the Stroll crashed, where I think Stroll was just a simple thing of human breaking too late, too. And to his credit, he tries to get off the track to not slam into whoever's in front of him.
0: <laughs>
1: but then. <laughs> Boom! But then it happened to Charles Leclerc, which is like, eh, you know, it's Charles Leclerc.
0: Yeah, he, well, he's but, he's friends with Ocon, you know, so he didn't he didn't want to crash into his buddy. He had to go into well, yeah. You know, so shop. Stroll's not going to do that.
1: Um, so I'm going to give Stroll a little bit of credit for at least trying to avoid his accident. I'm like, Bada, who was like, "Good
2: luck." Yeah. Um, so I I do
0: want to give- looking left and then just turned his head back to the track. Went, oh god slam the brakes locked Dude, up.
2: watching it in full speed it's just it doesn't even look he like doing? he even made an attempt to 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 slow the car down at all i mean
1: he just yeah, it, flying it looks, into
0: the
2: rear end
1: of yeah the it looks like me when i'm playing you know I I was going to say like, it is it is the option. ultimate it like, like. like your,
0: it's it's like a multiplayer lobby on an <laughs> F1 game that is the first corner when you're on like the lower rankings you know where it's a bunch <laughs> of noobs online Myself included, and we're all just crashing into each other, breaking too late. Like everyone trying to dive bomb in the first corner. Like it, this dude, he, and he drives rally in like his off time. Like how how is he so bad in the rain? No, no. Oh no, man! Oh my gosh! Well, to get into, we kind of touched on the the stroll taking out Leclerc, and then um, and then Ricardo. So let's just get into the the implications of that crash, uh, the the Bottas crash that is Red Bull. In the last two races have now scored a total of five points three of which came from the sprint quali race at silverstone so two points from the actual races in the last two weeks mercedes have scored 61. so in the last two weeks mercedes are up 56 points on red bull in the last two races since i said vince carter meme it's over it's red bull season i don't know what i did to deserve this but how I mean, going into the the second half of the season after this summer break, like are Mercedes the favorites now, or have they just been getting some some good fortune here? Because I mean, this has been some exceptionally good fortune going their way the last two weeks.
1: I think it's exceptionally good fortune. I, I'm not ready to say that. I mean, it's Mercedes, so they're always there, but I still think Red Bull's car is a little bit better, um, and I don't think we're gonna see Max Verstappen. I mean, it's like he's he's getting he's crashed out from you know stuff he can't control two weeks in a row like what like that's not just going to happen all the time um and then they were lucky this week that hamilton did win because of hamilton prop mercedes blundered away this race like mercedes yeah. easily yeah. should have won this race and the fact they didn't is kind of ridiculous because they were nobody to compete against they had it and they blundered it away, and so Red Bulls really lucky because they should be down by even more points than they are.
0: I, I haven't looked into it. I don't know if this is why Mercedes didn't pick because Hamilton was talking about it, the track is dry, yada yada yada. When every, you know, when all the other drivers came into pit, it was the formation lap before the restart. After the red flag and on a normal formation lap before the race, you're not allowed to have any like the, the teams are not allowed to talk to the drivers Hass at Hungary last year had this happen when the rain was coming. Uh, they were talking talking to the drivers they ended are getting penalized for it, we saw it uh, a few races ago, I believe, too. So I'm, I'm wondering if Mercedes maybe like misinterpreted the rule because that rule doesn't apply on a formation lap after a red flag only the formation lap to start the race. So I'm wondering if maybe they were afraid to tell Lewis to come into pit or what was happening. I don't know. It was chaos, but I mean, that, that was the decision right there. That and Fernando Alonso, to be fair, Lewis probably still would have won the race if Fernando Alonso didn't have the best defensive driving clinic I've seen all year, but I don't know. Is it Johnny? what are your thoughts on, uh, did Mercedes just blunder this? <sighs> I don't think they've
2: blundered it. I mean, it's, it's back to back nightmare races that we've seen out of red bull which i don't think is a sustainable tactic they can't keep relying on that race in race out to secure it you know so um yeah it's so i think there's got to be more going on i mean mercedes has been the pinnacle of formula one racing for the past decade plus so i don't think you know i'd like to think that they 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 know the rules of what's going on. They, you know, they might've have, might've have been some subterfuge going on there, some sneaky Mercedes brace tactics. I don't know what to make of it, but they can't keep letting, letting points slip through their fingers like that given as how lucky they've been these past two races, you know, Red Bull's going to come back. Max is going to bounce back, win another race or two before the season's all set and finished. So um, yeah, they're definitely going to have to tighten things up a bit.
0: Yeah, I certainly hope so. That uh, I mean, uh, Red Bull because the Mercedes, their their like latest upgrades and their just kind of adjustments as they've made track to track have made them a lot more competitive. I don't think either of us expected them to lock out the front row in qualifying, right? And sure, we got the rain, we got the chaos, but at the end of the day, I mean, qualifying was good, con- ideal conditions, and Mercedes had a one-two in quality. Yeah, they did. They yeah. like they have brought some upgrades to that car. They are. Going neck and neck with Red Bull, I think they they, those cars are a lot closer than they were a few weeks ago. And the fact that Mercedes now has the lead, um, Mercedes now twelve points up on Red Bull after a sixteen point swing, and Lewis Hamilton eight points up on Max Verstappen after a the same sixteen point swing. I mean, two weeks ago, like this was this was almost like unfathomable that this could have been could have been the case here. We had Max with a a 32 point lead on Lewis and Red Bull with a 44 point lead on Mercedes. And, and now, now here we are um, going into the summer break and Mercedes is leading and their car is looking like it has some, some serious upgrades coming in.
1: Yeah. Mercedes is such a, they, they, they're such a good, just strong, like legendary team. And when you guys been saying like, well, is Red Bull going to run away with this? Like the only thing, the only way they got back into this was them crashing, was Red Bull crashing out. Happened twice in a row. All we really, all, if you're a Red Bull fan, all you need is you need like one week where Hamilton has some tire issue or some crap and he finishes 11th or 12th, Max wins the race, and you're golden from there. I don't see this. There's no way this Red Bull bad luck streak is going to continue quote that quote that and put it out there after
0: they crash out at spot again yeah go for it i was
2: gonna say i I think as they find themselves on the outside looking in like after having been cruising for so long they're probably hoping for the same thing
1: yeah and and i don't think it's like a pressure thing where they're like oh man we're in first place like whoa look out they're getting taken out in races. Like, what's Max supposed to do when he's going around a turn and some complete and then Lando Norris slams into him after getting re-ended by Bottas, or when he's fighting Hamilton for the lead and he and Hamilton him and he gets spun out and Hamilton gets a penalty? It's not like they're losing races because they're just having these terrible showings. It's like Max is the best driver out there as of probably this for this season. In my opinion, he's the best driver out there. I know Hamilton's got his championships, but this season Max is the best. And he's the victim of some really unfortunate circumstances and bad luck. And that's why Hamilton has
0: I will say the narrative of red bull kind of cracking under the pressure is like, I can't completely ignore it. Like Christian Horner complaining, Max throwing shade left and right. Like it would, it would have been so I heard this on, I think it was the like F one nation podcast. It would have been so easy for Max to just come out and kind of dismiss the drama and be like, yeah, you know, like, Lewis is a great driver, yada, yada, yada. He's not doing that. He's coming out, he's either saying nothing, or he's stirring the pot. Christian Horner, same thing. He's either saying nothing, or he's stirring the pot. And at a certain point, it's like, Mercedes has been here, they know what they're doing, they're just going to go out there and get the points, and Red Bull does seem a little a little bit rattled by this whole thing, even though... Cooler heads and uh, better rationale, like Ian said, would dictate that it's just a string of bad luck here. And this hasn't been any, it's not like Red Bull have been too aggressive I and also think, they lost these points. But. but I also
1: think why Max Verstappen is going to be a champion is because he's not going to come out and say things like, oh, Lewis is a great driver, just a race incident." Max is going to be like, no. I'm pissed. I'm mad. I'm the best. He spun me out. I should have won. And that's what that, that killer instinct and extra gear that max has. And that's why he's, Lewis has that killer instinct too, man. But he's also, he, Lewis has has that instinct. That's why Lewis is a seven time world champion and max has that instinct too. And you see it with him where you don't quite see that with a um, Leclerc or a Norris yet, or I, you know, Gasly or, Oak, whoever, um, but you see that with Verstappen and that why it's kind of, they kind of were similar and remind me of each other because if there was doing the, because this was happening to Hamilton the same weeks, I don't think Hamilton would just lay down and just let it happen. Either.
0: I don't know that, that, that fire from Max Verstappen is also why we saw a lot of reckless driving early in his career, I will say, but I don't want to, I don't want to harp on that too much. I think we've kind of, we've kind of said, said the whole piece on there. What I do want to get into is the penalty that was handed out to Valtteri Bottas for the crash that caused all of this chaos, all of this drama that we're talking about right now, five places in the next race. Is that enough? Before you guys get to answer, I'm going to say, hell no, it's not enough. It should have been at least a 10 place penalty. If not more, somebody take it away from me. I don't want to go on a rant.
1: You should do it on five places after he finishes the race. So if he wins the race, he can get fifth. That's what I'm saying. I don't like the qualifying crap.
0: Yeah, to start a Mercedes five spots back in the grid is... Oh, is, so now he starts right. seven.
1: Yeah. Ooh, ooh.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely not some insurmountable task for, for sure to ask of Valtteri Bottas if he, if, he, if he doesn't manage to crash into the rear end of the entire pack in front of him. But um, yeah, I agree. Too light of a penalty given, given the circumstances and, and the repercussions of it all it just doesn't sit right with me.
0: Yeah. We, I mean, I know that we can't give out penalties based on who you crashed into or what effect it had on the driver's championship. Like that's not how it works. We're supposed to but have a standard set of rules, but yes, there, there should, should be, be some nuance. nuance. Yeah. And, and my issue is that forget who he crashed into all of that. If, Let's say by some crazy miracle, Nikita Mazapan found himself starting second on the grid and ended up in that exact same situation and did that exact same move. I feel like that, that's a slam dunk 10 place grid penalty, at least the next race, if not just suspend the man for a race like it's I don't know why they get the benefit of the doubt. They, they shouldn't be getting like preferential treatment. I'm not saying that you need to give them an, an exceptionally harsh penalty because of the implications that it had on the championship standings, but they shouldn't be getting like an exceptionally light penalty either. Like it should just, I, I think the incident speaks for itself. And it, and the incident should warrant more than more than a five-place penalty.
1: It's not good for the sport if you have guys going out there just trying to, you know, Crash into people, knowing full well. And I'm not saying Bottas is even doing this, but no, no, no. You have you crash into somebody, basically ruin the race for two drivers of your team who you're directly competing against. Yeah. Um, millions and millions. I mean, what happens at the season the end? The team that was leading the Mercedes. Yes. Yeah. Just like what happens at the end of the season, Mercedes wins by you know two points, and it's because Bottas slammed into both these yeah Red Bulls. And, and, and keep in mind have, the yeah.
0: top five in the driver standings. Uh, two of those top five are are Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. The other three got taken out by Valtteri Bottas, <laughs> Lando Norris, Sergio Perez, and Max Verstappen. Like it's those. It's like we were saying with uh with the penalty for Hamilton, where like if you're deeming him at fault for the crash at Silverstone, I feel like the punishment should be a little greater. Same like here, if you're deeming that he was at fault there. Bro, he just caused like a 30 point swing in the in the points. Like I don't know which how to just give him a slap on which, the wrist. Which, which millions they of adding?
2: dollars in damage to the car. Yes, you've
1: oh, <laughs> gotten you. into that. Then that's yeah, not even discussed as like, okay, I know it's everybody has these large budgets, but I mean, like, you charge millions of dollars in damage in the middle of the season. And Red whatever. Bull
0: gets a penalty for using too many engines because yes. they had to replace the power unit. No, how does I mean, that make like,
1: any sense? It doesn't. It makes no sense there's just, it, it's, it's frustrating that they, they, get, they dish out these penalties where it's like we, it's almost like they don't want anything of the previous race to affect the next week's race, which I understand and I get that, but there has to be some type of repercussion of, okay, you just crashed out three people who were are directly competing against. How is giving you a five-point grid spot on the start of the race at
0: all no for 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 driving that was that reckless and that just dangerous like horrendous driving from valerie bautas i mean i i don't it it really did look like somebody playing a playing a video game there he, he got, crashed out the the two guys that were ahead of him in the in the driver's championship he robbed a bank and got
1: two weeks in jail that was yeah. valerie Bottas. got
0: some pro, Yeah, some white collar crime from valerie bautas All right, moving on from from all of that, because we could talk all day uh, with our thoughts on that. Let's move on to some positive conversation. Esteban Ocon grabbing his first Formula One win, and uh, Fernando Alonso also having a good day. So a great day for the Alpines. Esteban Ocon, the first French driver to win a Grand Prix in a French car with a French engine since Alain Prost. Uh, some like you know, 30 years ago or whatever. I think they said 83. 83, yeah. 84, something yeah. like that. 38 years, yeah. Um, just an an incredible story. Um, Ocon, just to, to start this conversation off, I don't really know where we're gonna go with it. An exceptional drive after that restart. I mean, he did not miss a step the, the whole way down from when he was defending Vettel, like somewhere around like lap like 25, lap 30. Once he held that position, I mean, he didn't make a mistake. He he fully deserved that deserved that win. It was incredible driving. Yeah. And I mean, part of it is that, you know, he got to go up
1: there because of Hamilton's mistake and bought us a crash. But to Ocon's credit, he led the whole race. He led, I believe it was what, 65 laps? He led, like he led everything. And there was not a it was like Seb would get close, he would pull away. If Seb would get close, he would pull away. And that was to for a guy who they said hadn't won a race in since 2015 and whatever league he was yeah. driving in it's his second
2: podium ever
1: yeah <laughs> second podium ever like he was incredibly calm and i was yeah very impressed with, uh,
0: with the best yeah very but what did the, he podium at the shakir grand prix last year i think
1: yeah I he podiumed him at uh he got second
0: yeah yesterday one Shaker. of the the races in
1: Bahrain.
2: yeah, yeah. all right yeah. yeah big day for alpine big day for the blue um you love to see it. Cool, calm, collected driving from Ocon all day and only outdone, in my humble opinion, by my driver of the day, uh, the 40-year-old Spaniard, Fernando Alonso. Nando. I mean, absolute, absolute masterclass, defensive masterclass, holding off uh, the goat as long
0: 11 as 11 laps. 11 yeah, no laps he held him are you
1: Long 11 laps.
2: He, he was like the 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 wall in Game of Thrones keeping keeping walkers at bay you know nothing's getting through him on on well on there was there was that day. meme
0: from the the Sprint quality race at Silverstone where someone took Alonso's car and made it like as wide as the entire track it was it was like that meme come to life and like yeah. that was the best of defensive driving I've seen all year and maybe some of the best well, drive defensive driving I can remember seeing period in the DRS with DRS to to do that against a Mercedes?
1: And there's no way Ocon wins that race if absolutely not. Give Hamilton. Say Hamilton
0: makes that pass in five laps instead of 11. Yeah, Lewis Ocon, Hamilton wins that race by 10 seconds. Lewis yes, Hamilton was, finished yeah. less than three. I wrote this down. He he finished less than three seconds behind Ocon. Lewis Hamilton was lapping three to four seconds quicker than all of those guys yeah. for the entire stretch there. That which entire is, stretch, which is
1: just again proving You're talking point one of how, lap insane it is that Mercedes didn't win this race and he got I know the Vettel disqualification whatever stupid but he finished third yeah and he was running those times and he finished third like it was and it not was taking away from Ocon. Ocon was amazing but I'm just more like just Mercedes like what are you doing but yes yeah fantastic and he would be my driver of the day too but I, we're not, I'm not going to give that away just yet um, because there are some other guys that I want to give a shout out to and some love because I, it kills me that I can't name one of them
2: spoiler driver. Of the day.
0: Okay. We can, we can uh, move on briefly move on from the Al, Alpine love here. I had to, we had to give Johnny his, uh, his 30 seconds of fame for, I just, I just wish it. they'd
2: been performing like this all season long. So the, you know, third, fourth and fifth place battle was a little tighter, but Hey,
0: well, I'll it is part. a little bit tighter. Now Alpine moves into fifth place. Um, yeah. a, they got 37 points this week. Um, to jump up over, uh, Alpha Tauri, um, that'll play Aston Martin is now in seventh place after Sebastian Vettel's disqualification. Yikes. Yikes. Indeed. Ferrari and McLaren both, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Ferrari gained 15 points on McLaren uh, with Carlos Sainz getting that that uh, retroactive third place. So Ferrari, and McLaren now tied on 163 points. Alpine jumps into fifth, AlphaTauri sixth, and Aston Martin seventh, eighth place. The Williams, George <laughs> Russell and Nicholas hey. Latifi. Ian, I feel like you got something to say
1: before I get into Williams' love because I know oh. I want to give the Williams some love. I want to give a shout out to Carlos Sainz for telling the Ferrari, no, I'm not pitting. We're staying out here and we're doing this and then being right. So thanks. So shout out to you, Carlos Sainz. You're you're of my favorite driver's board. You were just skyrocketing up there. Um, And then, yes, Williams. Nicholas Latifi and George Russell both got points in that Williams car, and all it took was Valtteri Bottas taking out the entire field for them (laughs) to do it. So stoked for Williams. I believe they have – they're
0: they alfa romeo haas or haas Alpha romeo williams beautiful as uh, the highlight of there's no way they're catching them there's no way Alpha romeo or or hass or well has isn't scoring a point but there's no way Alpha romeo is catching them they're on yeah. three minutes williams is on 10 that is maybe. insurmountable lock it in <laughs> just like our preseason yeah. pod predicted williams in eighth place ahead of the Alpha romeo ahead of the Haas. lock it in
2: you love to see so- it
0: so happy for Russell Latifi, man. So
2: happy for those dudes. Yeah, awesome for those guys. The only guy I could see raining on their parade would be like an Iceman, but uh, the yeah. least mentioned named on the pod is probably Antonio Giovanazzi. He's just a gray man who, who blends in. So, Looks like yeah.
0: Jesus. <laughs> he's an Italian guy with a man
2: bun. That's all we at, know about. At least he's got that going for him. But, yeah, Williams Williams, is hot right now. Williams, this is, this
1: is I'm this. This is the summer of Williams. This is the only race they're gonna get points in all season. But it's the summer of Williams. I am so happy. Go with Tifi and Russell. Uh, enjoy those guys while you can, because that team is not gonna be together in a few more. weeks. Oh yeah, months. our Towery boys also finished fifth and sixth. Like shout out to uh, Pierre and Yuki Sonoda for just doing um just kind of quietly doing their own thing. And I know Yuki had his, a, a race like landings, this with
0: crap with, with like rain and crashes and chaos. You kind of expect Gasly to do better, to be honest with you. You kind of do. This is a race where you typically would see Gasly, maybe fight for that podium, but with it being so difficult to pass and hungering. He, yeah, his, it, where he wasn't qualifying ended up putting him like a little bit too much into the chaos up there. Yeah. Whereas like Yuki kind of had a chance, but Yuki's not Gasly yet. Um, All right, I don't think uh, a Williams or a Towery are going to be our driver of the day. Johnny, you gave us yours, uh, Fernando Alonso. Ian, Ian, hit me.
1: Well, there's numerous guys that I want to give it to. I want to give it to Seb because he was great, and I'm still mad about the the fuel incident. Would love to give it to the Williams or even Carlos Sainz, the driver of the day. He's Fernando Alonso, birthday boy. Even though he didn't win the race, defending off Lewis Hamilton and just being an amazing teammate for Ocon to let Ocon get that victory was uh, fantastic. And just good to see, even though I've never really been the biggest Fernando Alonso fan, it is good to see uh, kind of an old, old, wily veteran drive like that and take you back a couple of years.
0: It was, I, I did not expect to see Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso racing wheel to wheel like that ever again. In my in life. 2021 in 2021 and we may never see it again but oh my gosh i was giddy watching that battle on my couch i mean it was it was so incredible he was planting his car at the perfect place out of every corner he knew what lewis wanted to do he even threw a little shade after the race of like yeah it shouldn't have taken him that long to pass like just just <laughs> the drama from nando an incredible drive honestly I want to give it to him, but I will give it to Esteban Ocon again. He did not put a foot wrong all day. He deserves some love. Yeah, Yeah. Um, he deserves one of us to to give it to give it to him. Um, Other guys I was considering, Lewis Hamilton had a had a very good day. Um, Yeah,
2: Lewis is my uh,
0: my honorable. Not being able to get past Fernando hurt him a little bit, and then the tire choice and restart. But
2: I'd I'd say that's less of a knock on Lewis and more of a mark on plus
0: Fernando. Fernando. Um, and, and then, yeah, um, the Williams, uh, good on them. That's kind of all I had as far. And Carlos Sainz, um, who crashed out in Q2, started 15th, ended up getting a podium. Um, doesn't really matter how you do it. If 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 you do that, it's it's a good day. I um, also yeah. want to give him a shout out.
2: It's always good to be the, the benefactor of some BS, FIA, red tape, and bull crap. So. Uh,
0: I will like to point out, Carlos Sainz um, now has four podiums in his career. Um, He's only actually stood on a podium twice because one of them, (laughs) one of them was from a retroactive DNF when he was at McLaren. And then this one where they DQ'd Sebastian Vettel, who had a great day. I do want to give him a little bit of love there. Um, I assume it's not his fault that there wasn't enough fuel able to be uh, taken out for the sample. Uh, uh, Man, Aston Martin says there should be at least 1.3 liters of fuel left in there, but they can't get it out. So that doesn't sound like Vettel's fault. I mean, Um, great drive by him, but (laughs) I don't even want it. I'm not even going to go go into it. Yeah, because you you wore a rainbow shirt in Hungary. And I I think somebody made somebody made something happen is is what I'm going to say about that.
2: Just look.
0: All right. Wanker. uh, What wanker of the weekend? It's, it's, it's botas, it? right? I think, yeah. I think we he stands out. It.
2: <laughs> it's
1: bodice.
2: He
0: stands out like
1: pig
2: and the
0: lips. Or
1: it might be the I've got I've got a wanker of the week one and then a wanker of the week like five. And wanker of the week one is bodice one and <laughs> Because I feel like we haven't I haven't given him trouble in a while. It's massive. <laughs> I was <laughs> say Mazepin <laughs> crashes into
0: his own teammate in the pit lane and we're not even considering him for wanker of the week. That's how you know how bad
2: Bottas was this week. Wanker of the week goes to Haas. I gosh. mean, I mean someone gave him the green light to pull out, you know? Absolutely I mean, there's a there's a chain of command there. Absolutely
1: now. absolutely, absolutely incredible being they like, got it all wrong. Being like um Bottas is out, Leclerc is out, Norris is out
2: all right Nikita, oh yeah and, 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 your
1: and uh, uh Mazepin, like but well, we don't know what happened to <laughs> yeah, so yeah. out. like yeah, who cares? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. was, was mazapin in that crash i genuinely don't know I, like, <laughs> who cares all right <laughs> it's it, it's uh it's bought us by a by a landslide um we're running out of time here um let's get into uh, a little quick preview of uh the 2021 belgian grand prix from the circuit de spa franco champ another good week for Mercedes. I think Mercedes is going to keep running away with this. Um, seems like a, a good track for them not to downforce heavy. I think they know darn well what they're going to be bringing there. To start the second half of the season, I don't trust any team more than Mercedes to be ready for that fight. Uh, what, do, what do we got going into, uh, going into spa?
2: Red
0: Bull, so
1: I, Red Bull rebounds. Sorry, Johnny.
2: No, I was gonna. I was gonna echo those, the sentiment. It's. Uh, I see a, a rebound week for for Red Bull. You know, um, Max Wynn, Perez up there in the top five, and and you know those Belgian hills just don't hit like those Hungarian <laughs> ones. So I don't see any any unforeseen rain coming and screwing things up. Should be beautiful. Hungarian I will highlights. say Spa
0: was damaged earlier this year from extreme flooding. Um, so oh, I <laughs> stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's uh that's all we all we got. We will be back in uh uh just a uh, about a week's time with a uh, just a recap of the first half of the season and a preview for the second half of this 2021 Formula One season that has given us already more drama than we could have ever imagined, guys. Just let's end on this. How how much fun has this been already? This watching watching these races.
1: 10 out of 10 because it gives our pod so much good stuff to talk about <laughs> that all this drama is happening because
0: we're not that creative
1: 10. we we need this content we're, right. they are we're really not that creative week. or funny or good looking but all these drivers crashing each other we really are that really good looking is great the for the brand
0: content is King baby content is King follow us on Twitter at yankshaft f1 follow me on Twitter at c bottoms underscore up that's all we got for you we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks